0: Guys Without Helmets, a podcast all about pro and fantasy football. My name is Dave, the host of your show. As always, I'm joined by my guys Josh and Caleb. Today we're going to do a little episode on buy or sell. Lots of things going on in the NFL. Figured that I will pose the question to the guys here. and They will tell me if they are buying or if they are selling. Simple rules. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. Buy or sell. Aaron Rodgers will be a Packer
1: next year. Yeah, I'm going to buy. Aaron Rodgers, he said he likes everything about the team. He likes the coaches. He likes his teammates. He loves everything other than the management.
0: So are you thinking he's backpedaling from his original statement then?
1: I I don't know any other team that he'd be able to go to that's better. Yeah,
0: that's true. At least of the ones that are currently alleged to be interested in him.
2: Caleb, what do you think? Aaron Rodgers will be a Packer next season. I think he'll stay. I think they'll try and work with him a little bit. I think something interesting that could happen is um, people, other free agent receivers coming over like, Julio Jones, maybe even mm-hmm. even offering that to Aaron Rodgers and trying to get that to work out could lure him back in. Bringing some other people in the mix, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And he he said the reason he's not leaving, he said he, he didn't hate the Jordan Love pick.
2: Yeah, he
1: said he likes just, the guy. Yeah, he said he likes the pick and he he loves the guy himself. The only thing he had a problem with is the management. So it's not necessarily the picks they're making; it's the the decisions they're making.
0: I, I think I'm I'm on I'm jiving with him that he wants to be more involved and that he wants to be able to uh, to have more say in what he's bringing in, but. Also, looking at some of these numbers, like uh, Favre made two Super Bowl appearances in, in 16 years, and Rodgers, technically, again, 16 years in, one NFC title to show for it.
1: Another interesting thing I want to add to that is uh, people are already ruling it out because Bart Starr played 16 years as a Packer, and as you said, Brett Favre played 16 years as a Packer. And this is the 16th year that Aaron Rodgers played for the Packers. Right. So people are kind of already ruling him out just because of that odd stat line there.
0: Yeah, and and to add to the 16, like I said, Favre made two Super Bowl appearances in his 16 seasons as a starter in Green Bay, but only won one. All right, so both of you guys are saying bye. Aaron Rodgers will be a Packer next year, but let's just play the other side of that. Let's say, for example, he doesn't land there. What are some possible places you could potentially see Aaron Rodgers landing?
1: Any team, if Aaron Rodgers is available, which no one's going to want to trade Aaron Rodgers, but if he comes available at some point, every team's going to be knocking the door for him. But the most likely spot, as they passed on Justin Fields in the draft, I believe, is the Denver Broncos. They have all the weapons. They have a young secondary. They have a loaded defense and a uh, brand new team, basically, with a new head coach. And uh, I think that's a great landing spot if that's available for him.
2: You can look at any team, like Josh said, any team that needs a quarterback, even the Seattle Seahawks, who have been kind of wishy-washy on Russell Wilson, especially after he was upset last year. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he didn't play that well the second half of the season. It was kind of on him, but... I mean, he's not happy there is what he stated. So Aaron Rodgers could potentially go in any p- position. He can go to Seattle. He can go to the Raiders. The Texans, That he would not want to go there, but I'm saying they would knock on the door. The Reds, or gosh. The Washington, the Washington football, football team. team. It's yeah. 2021, y'all. Mm-hmm. Any team that needs a quarterback, they're going to try and get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah.
0: Okay, now you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Seattle. So mm-hmm. you're saying that you still think maybe Russell Wilson could be dealt.
2: Everyone has a price. <laughs> okay. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes... And that's it, I think. He's that's the it. only player that's probably untradeable. And I think if anyone, as we've seen in the past, if you offer enough first for somebody, I'm sure you can get him.
0: Yeah, we'll leave Aaron Rodgers on this note. I kind of trashed him with, his, uh, with the 16 years and only one title thing. Let's just say this. Aaron Rodgers' 103.9 passer rating is more than six points better than Brady's 97.3 and more than seven points better than Manning's 96.5. So he's a highly, highly productive guy. No matter how many yeah, you Super can't Bowl really trash him based off
2: Super Bowls because look at no. like Dan Marino. Yeah, or even John Elway. two at the end. Yeah,
0: No, hundred percent. I just didn't want to leave on a note like like Aaron Rodgers trash. That's clearly not the case.
1: And to add on to that, playoff wins or MVPs or whatever shouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. bolster your reputation. I should say because Blake Bortles he has two playoff wins since right. 2017, and Aaron Rodgers has two playoff wins since 2017. Yeah. So if you didn't know anything about football and you just looked at it. And they both have the same amount of wins. You're like, what's the difference? So, I mean,
0: proof the stats don't always tell the tale.
1: You can you can put stats wherever you want to improve what you're saying or whatever, but they don't necessarily mean anything. Yep, touche. I agree. All
0: right, let's move on. Deshaun Watson will
2: play in the NFL in 2021. Buy or sell? Mm, I'm buying. Okay. I think that he will play. I think it might not be by week one. Mm-hmm. I think that either he will decide to play for the Texans or the Texans will move him. Okay. I think they're just waiting on some legal issues, which... All right, let let me me read into that, because the news as
0: of today, that although he's not attending OTAs, and there are 22 lawsuits pending, there's nothing scheduled now. He's scheduled to be uh, deposed in a case not until early 2022. So that definitely opens a window that the NFL, I don't think, is likely going to take action if he's not in.
2: The NFL's real weird on their disciplinary stuff, because Antonio Brown... Last year, the year before, got accused of all this stuff, and he still played and won a Super Bowl. Based on the accusations, Ezekiel so Elliott punished. got accused of stuff, and the Ohio State did an investigation and found nothing, and he got suspended. Right, and, but Deshaun Watson has pending accusations in the court system. We don't know what's going to happen. It okay. can go either way. So you I think, think
0: they're not going to come after him NFL wise? I
2: think that the NFL will wait, and okay. he will be able to play if he wants to. Yeah,
1: I'm going to buy. I don't, I don't think that he's going to be playing for the Texans, but I think he'll be playing somewhere. He might get like a six-game suspension or something. Like you guys said, suspensions have been here or there. All kinda. over the place. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think he's a Texan whatsoever. I think he's not going to play a down for the Texans, and he's not going to show up to OTAs, but I think he'll play somewhere else. Maybe Carolina, I'm not quite sure.
0: Obviously, it breeds the next question I have to ask. If Deshaun Watson, if you're buying, and we, you guys are buying, that he is in fact going to play, it's clearly not going to be for the Texans. They've moved on. They've brought in a ton of other guys. Uh, He's made it clear. They've relatively, in their silence, made it clear. What are some possible landing points? You said Carolina.
1: What else? Yeah, I mean, the same thing that I said for Aaron Rodgers goes for Deshaun. Same situation, both quarterbacks. Uh, The Denver Broncos is another great spot, as well as the Carolina Panthers, in my opinion.
2: I think that the best spot for him, and this is probably not going to happen, but the ideal spot for him would be the Washington football team because they've already got no line. They've got a good run game. They've gotten some weapons. They have a great defense, and they're building their team. Kind of like how Rivera built it with Cam Newton to run first offense. So it would be yeah. really good for him.
0: And we're talking about a guy who's 25 years old. Uh, he has already amassed over 14,000 yards. He's a very accurate 67%. He's rushed for 1,600, over 1,600 yards and 17 rushing touchdowns already. So in his short career, uh, 2017 and up, I believe, um, he's put it on him. I mean, he's been on a terrible squad. He gets touched a lot and he's put up really good numbers. So I, I certainly hope he has the opportunity.
1: Yeah, and per fantasy basis, he's been the fifth-best quarterback his whole career for fantasy. So he's been a top overall, top-ten quarterback in the NFL his whole career, however you want to say that. But whoever gets him is going to get, obviously, a great quarterback, whether he's on the Texans or not. I just don't think he's going to stay on the Texans with all the stuff that's happening right. and how much he's talked about how he doesn't want to be there. And you already saw veterans like J.J. J. Watt force their way out. And just like that. So I, I don't think he's going to be there, but I think he'll play.
0: Well, let's talk about fantasy for a second. Um, because you mentioned that he's been a top five fantasy quarterback in each of the years that he has started on a terrible team. So let's just let's throw this out there. He goes to the Washington football team, hypothetically. Gets some starts there. Um, numbers go up because he has a little more talent, better system. I mean, what does that look like for him?
2: I mean, it's not necessarily correlated for fantasy because when you look at a team that had 10 wins or 11 wins i don't quite remember but baker mayfield wasn't a stellar fantasy option right sometimes the better teams you have less production because there's more to spread it around to i think deshaun being on the worst team with the texans was very helpful because he has to force everything and kind of carry that whole roster with him and that helps his fantasy numbers a lot so him going to a better squad Prime won't make him that much better for fantasy. It could hurt him more than help him.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say either helps him or hurts him because in the years past they've been a playoff team with Bill O'Brien and they've been in the playoffs almost every year, the years that he was healthy. And they had a healthy O line, they had DeAndre Hopkins. Right. And they later had Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb and all these veterans. So he's been very good with them. He did really well with Brandon Cooks and uh, Hurt Randall Cobb and Cootie and all these Hurt fellas last year.
0: So your advice, guys, to someone who sees him on the waiver
2: wire or someone who has a chance to pick him up in fantasy would be? Um, I've been doing a lot of mocks recently, and he's been dropping to like the 10th round in redraft. So I think if you can get him in the 10th round, just hold him. You can get a top-five quarterback for free, essentially. He might he might not play half the season. He might play a couple games in yeah. the big end of
1: the season. You never know.
0: All right, question number three. Tim Tebow. Will make the Jacksonville roster as a tight end in twenty twenty one. Buy or sell?
2: Is it that hard a question? It's a silly question. I think it's a sell. <laughs> okay. I think he's there. This is tough because I know I don't think he's good enough to start. Okay. I think if he is on the roster, he'll be in the practice squad or the third option. It's a tough question because third options at tight end really aren't that that talented. Right. So, I mean, if they're going to use him as, like, a, a gadget player, blocker, fullback, whatever they wanted to do six years ago, which they should have, then uh, I would buy, but I'm going to say sell because there's too many players to make room for him on a 53-man roster. There's too many players to keep in Jacksonville, especially.
0: All right, Josh, buy or sell?
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with sell. When you look at his age,
1: about 33, 34 years old, and you look at other tight ends in the league, like Jared Cook or Mercedes Lewis, who I think is older than that, Mercedes Lewis is not productive whatsoever as a receiver. Right. And we saw Jared Cook hit a wall last year as a receiver at about the same age as Tim Tebow. And he's been one of the one of the higher-end tight ends in the league for a large stretch of time. And Tim Tebow obviously hasn't played a down as a receiver in the NFL. Correct. Or actually, I think he did play one, but he got hit in the face with a ball. Yeah. But he <laughs> he's never caught a ball in the NFL. There we
0: go. Let's qualify that.
1: But okay. if you're... I don't think he's gonna be a productive receiver whatsoever. So if if they're drafting or they're picking him up to be a receiving tight end, that's just not gonna happen in my opinion, but if we don't know what he is
2: in terms of blocking either. so Yeah, let me qualify. I sell him as a tight end. I don't think he's going to make the roster as a tight end, but I would buy if he was just on the roster, period.
0: Oh, well, that, that's a, maybe a different question. Yeah, the
2: question is the t- if he's on the roster as a tight end. Right. I, I'm selling. I don't believe okay. he will be. But you're saying
0: you would buy, that? bring him in as a third option quarterback? I think or, Yeah, uh-huh. him
2: as the burner or something on special teams or just a blocker on special teams okay. would be good.
0: Even at his age, you think he can burn? And if he can still run. Because he's He's, a big dude still. He's a big boy. And he's, he's, you know, he's been injury free. You know, he hasn't had any, any really major injuries at all. Of course, he hasn't logged a lot of time in the NFL, and that saves your body despite his age. Um, Yeah, I think it's a no, it's a no risk thing. You bring in a guy of good character who can help your locker room, at least for the few weeks that he might be there if he doesn't make the team. A 920K base salary. I mean, what do you got to lose? You know, he's Urban Meyer's guy for sure. So,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, if you want him to be a blocking tight end, like a Lee Smith, and in the free agent market, there's better blocking tight ends than team t- Tim Tebow, I would assume. And if you're hiring to get a special teams player, does he even want to stay on the team as a special teams player? Because it's Tim Tebow. He has gigs other places if he wants to. Oh, yeah.
0: The guy's got he's got his own brand, so the guy's certainly taken care of.
1: Just, just overall, I would say a sell. If he makes the roster, whatever, I don't think he's going to have a large impact anywhere he goes on the team anyways. He's definitely not a Kelsey caliber player so it's it's, (laughs) no conversation shouldn't be in the same sentence
0: exactly all right moving along to someone who is a high caliber player despite all the hoopla julio jones will be a falcon next season
2: buy or sell uh i'm buying it i think when you look at other players that won out like aaron Rodgers, for example or calvin johnson before he retired Mm -hmm. you can talk a lot and not want to play somewhere but at the end of the day you're under contract and you're kind of stuck so it's whatever the falcons are willing to do for him if he's really not going to play to hold out, he could retire like Calvin did or they can move him around. I mean, it's not up to him. I'm going to say s- buy
1: sell. Okay. He's not going to be a Falcon next season. Obviously, he went or most recently, he went on undisputed. Mm-hmm. Did, probably didn't know he was on undisputed, but he's told Shannon Sharp over the phone that he was out of there. Said yeah. he does not want to be well, in Atlanta. I'm out of there. Does not want to be in Atlanta Falcon. He wants to go somewhere to win, and the Falcons have not had a winning season Famously, since their terrible loss in the Super Bowl.
2: <coughs> choke. Famous choke. The famous Super Bowl choke.
1: So, if he want, he knows the future of the team. He knows Matt Ryan's not going to be there for... They're going to be looking for a future quarterback in the next couple of years. And if he's looking to play the most impactful, as much impact as he can have in the last couple of years of his career as well, then he's got to go somewhere else, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I, I agree that he, he has to go somewhere else if he wants to win, but I I don't see how he could if they don't want him to. I mean, it's not up to him. Well,
1: there's also reports that they're willing to take first rounders. It would will be willing to take second rounders. Well, it's it's all rumored, and all we're going based off of is Julio Jones saying he's out of there.
2: Well, let me stop you right there. What was Hopkins traded
1: for? Hopkins?
2: Yeah. Well, what did they trade for him?
1: David Johnson.
2: That's it. And there wasn't a third. Involved? There, there was picks. I think there was a second. Yeah. So if yeah, that, if that's if, that's my what, if Hopkins, a little bit younger, a little bit better right now in their careers at the time, yeah, got traded for a washed up running back and a second round or third round yeah. pick. Julio, I doubt was going to get a first. That's that my question. Is
0: They're asking a first-round pick for a 32-year-old. Now, let me go ahead and – this is going to get me roasted because I think we all kind of share this. He, he's awesome, okay? I'm not discounting that he's an amazing playmaker. He's a good wide receiver. I'm going to read some stats to you in a minute that just blow my mind. To me, they're all over the place. But go ahead, Josh. You had a point to make.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the Deioner Hopkins trade was more or less a surprise to everybody. No one knew that was going to be happening.
2: But it's the same situation where he was in the middle of a contract, he didn't want to play for him, so they just moved him. That could happen here, but I don't think they're going to get a first, and also they don't even have to move him.
0: All right, let me get to the place where I'm going to get roasted by some of our friends especially. (laughs) Because the challenge is, for me, the eyeball test. You know, I see Julio Jones going out there and doing some really good things. For years, we were comparing him and um, Antonio Brown together and saying, "Hey, you know these guys." And it, certainly, he overlapped with some other great receivers. But consistency, consistency, consistency. So check these numbers out. These these just blew my mind. He has the NFL record average yards per game, right? Single season, ninety six point one. Okay, that's really high. In fact, he is the number one. Receiver of all time in that category with a 95.5 average. That's impressive, okay? But for everyone who... I literally just read an article this morning and said, you know, he's a top five wide receiver of all time. Five, okay? Listen to this. And I'm not buying or selling. I'm going to let the listeners decide what they think. Yards, 12,896. That makes him 20th all time. Certainly respectable at 32 years old, okay? Receptions, 848, 29th overall, still respectable. Touchdowns, 60. That puts him 91st overall. He's not a touchdown machine like everyone says he is. Um, Yards per reception at 15.2 average, 179th overall. 179th wide receiver in NFL history with a 15.2. So I say that to say, yeah, he's got a lot of yards and he catches the ball, but his touchdowns aren't among the league elite. And certainly his yards per catch are not among the league's elite.
2: Yeah, if you average those ranks you just gave me, he's the 79th best receiver yeah. of all time.
0: But I'm reading articles saying, hey, Julio Jones, he's a top five receiver of all time. No, he's not.
2: Sorry. Statistically, no, but his talent, that's, that's the argument you make for – everyone's talented right everybody gets drafted because they're talented
0: and look he you know he was a guy who had some really great speed and he's look he's fantastic i don't i'm not discounting him it's just i think we have a tendency to overhype players because we see a couple of stat lines that really blow us away and like we said talking about aaron Rodgers, stats don't always tell you know the story he's also been on a team that has underachieved his entire career and he's a part of that you know does he make clutch clutch catches and plays absolutely is he a big time receiver? Absolutely. I'm not discounting it. I'm just trying to put some things into perspective with how we perceive these things. So
2: with Julio, you got to argue situation. Obviously, I mean, when you watch him play, he is that much better than most people in the league. Yeah, and he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer in my opinion. And he's always been a top five receiver while he's been playing. Agreed. So
0: agreed. But people
2: it, always try to pull out the all time yeah. argument, especially when Beckham was in his prime. Everyone's like, he's the next best player since Jerry Rice. And, and we all
0: say it. And I've said it to my buddy Yanni at work, and it's like. We we now live in a generation where he's the goat, you know. Michael's the goat. LeBron's the goat. That's the term. I think I maybe my generation is a little different. Where we had Elway and Marino and all these players that were great, you know, Aikman and Young, overlapping. They were all fantastic, and I don't think we were willing to qualify any one player as a goat. I use it. I say it all the time, and and I'm going to keep saying the goat, you know. But the reality is. Yeah, Tom Brady may be the GOAT. But that seems like we discount everybody else behind him. And I don't know that that's always fair. You know, so. Why can't Julio just be Julio? Right. He's a great, great wide receiver.
1: Yeah, just to go back to the Hopkins thing, no one really expected that to happen. It kind of was just out of the blue. And I believe the trade, looking it up now, is David Johnson and a second for Hopkins and a fourth. So,
0: Who is arguably, where is he going to rank as, as wide receiver next year? What rank is he going to probably hold in fantasy?
1: Hopkins? Yeah. He's been a top five for as he's long in, as I can his remember. Entire career, right. ever, ever since he started going crazy, he's been that top five guy. And, and you he... got
2: to remember, he was going crazy with Tom Savage and Brock Osweiler, <laughs> while Julio has had Matt Ryan his entire career. Right, right, okay. He had a job for a little bit, but he had Matt Ryan the majority of his career. So it's
0: it's it's safe to say that you just said that that uh, Julio's been a top five guy and Hopkins is a top five guy, but. Julio, they're asking for a first-round pick. That's not real well, realistic. So. It's
1: it's hard to judge the value between the two because this one we've had Julio himself said that he doesn't want to play there, which doesn't mean he's necessarily gone like Caleb right. said. yeah. But the value might go up because who doesn't want Julio Jones?
0: Right, no, even at 32. And
1: if, if he's available, which it sounds like the Falcons are making him available because it's been a couple months now since he's requested a trade, is what they said, his value might actually be worth that first-round pick. So... I don't think he's a Falcon, but. Okay,
0: enough said. Julio Jones, we will wait and see. All right, next question. At some point, Mac Jones will be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots in 2021. Buy or sell?
2: I'm buying 100%. Think about it. Cam, Mac, backwards is the same name. I'm just kidding. Mac Jones, he's going to start. They draft him for a reason. He fell in their lap. Cam Newton's great, but we saw him last year. He Cam had like, Newton was great. He was great. <laughs> he could still be great, but last year their team was kind of skimpy because they had a lot of opt-outs, a lot of injuries. Sure. Weird year. I think that they give Cam a chance to start this year, and if he's not the Cam we saw three years ago, then Mac's going to step in and take that team.
0: Okay. Josh, what do you think?
1: I'm going to buy. Mac Jones will be the starter at some point during – the season. Not not just the last week of the season, but somewhere other than that in the season. Um, Cam Newton just wasn't reliable last season, and he's not their long-term quarterback. Obviously, they drafted Mac Jones at pick 15, and Cam Newton's getting paid nothing, basically. He got paid nothing last year. He's getting paid nothing this year, and Mac Jones is their guy of the future, so I think if they're struggling at some point, or if Cam Newton's struggling at some point, which he often did last year, and they had no one to back him up to replace him, right. I think Mac Jones will step in instead of Jarrett Stenham and Brian Hoyer yeah. and all these guys that have no futures in the league as starters, I think they want to see Mac Jones earlier.
0: Yeah, and I'm asking because I don't know the answer to this, so it set me straight. I know there's some type of relationship between, uh, you know, Belichick um, and Alabama. It seems like those two coaches are always somehow, you know, joined at the hip. Are their systems similar? Or is there something that, that makes this a better fit that I'm missing? Or
1: I, I think it's more of a respect thing. Because Bill Belichick said he's always thankful that Nick Saban isn't in the NFL. In the NFL. (laughs) Right. So I think it's more of a respect thing, and you always see Alabama players going there, but
2: I don't think there's anything. Yeah, when you look at Cam Newton's stats from From last year, when when he came in the league until last year, Mm -hmm. he only had over an 89 passer rating once, and that was his MVP season. Okay. Last year he had an 80 passer rating, 82.9. He had 2,600-yard, eight touchdowns, and he started the whole year. Wow. So he's not really... As good as we may think, the outlier season where he did win the MVP was great. He had 35 touchdowns, 10 picks, 4,000 yards. Yeah, I mean, if there's some sort of Cam Newton revival,
1: it's hard to say because they drafted Mac Jones so high that you assume he's going to be their starter in the future. But if Cam Newton comes back in high form, then what are they going to happen there?
0: Yeah, and let's not discount the fact that these guys are pros. They're competitors, and that might be the fire that Cam needs to light it back up. So he's certainly capable— of playing at a high level.
2: Oh, they could. Mac Jones would just hire a doctor to puncture his lung week one, like having a tie rod.
0: That's a plan. That, that'll get it worked for Herbert. All right, moving on to our next question. Carson Wentz will be a top 10 quarterback in 2021, buy or sell.
1: I'm buying. He, I mean, you saw last year, his offensive line went down early. I know it's always been offensive lines been hurt and weapons aren't good or whatever. But famously, Carson Wentz coming into the NFL from NDSU, just his ball security was not great. He couldn't hold on to the ball. Mm -hmm. When he would step or drop back, he didn't have two hands on the ball. And it's just been an obvious thing since the beginning of his career. So when the offensive line goes down, Carson Wentz goes down. Yeah. His career went – or his season last season – his season last year went terribly because of those things. And I think all the things that were wrong last year with the Eagles are the things that he's gaining in the Indianapolis Colts. So – I think he was a top 10 quarterback prior to last season, and I think he's a top 10 quarterback again.
2: Caleb, okay, we'll buy or sell. Yeah, I'm going to buy, because when you write out the top 10 quarterbacks, I mean, you go Mahomes, Allen, Prescott, Wilson, and eh, it just kind of fades out. Sure. I think Wentz with this O-line, he's definitely going to be a lot better than he was in past years and that MVP caliber season he had before he was hurt. I mean, I think we could see him at that level again with this team. Quarterbacks
1: move up and down so much. People don't even have Brady and Rodgers in their top five because they already feel like they're out of the league. And last year you had yeah Lamar. I forgot to put him in my top five so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean you have Lamar Jackson who was the clear number two last year people said for fantasy and real life and everything and he fell all the way down because he didn't have a couple of good games so
2: people also have a real short memory when it comes to sports So they act like like with Ezekiel yeah. Elliott for example we'll talk about him in a little bit but he has one bad year and everyone's like he's washed he's done Julio last year he's washed he's done. Big Ben, he's washed. He's done. If they have a couple of bad games, people automatically rule him out.
0: Yeah, a couple of things, uh, again, in preparing for this episode that just struck me, I want to share with you guys about Carson Wentz. Among quarterbacks in their first 68 career starts, Wentz ranks 12th in NFL history with 16,811 passing yards and 9th with 113 touchdown passes. Another stat that stood out, talking about greats, Wentz, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers are the only quarterbacks in NFL history with three straight seasons of at least 20 touchdown passes and seven or fewer interceptions. That means even with bad receivers running bad routes and, and
1: bad not plays. protection,
0: he's still not necessarily the guy we saw last year turning the ball over quite as much.
1: Yeah, and he's he's the only Eagles quarterback to throw over 4,000 yards. He's the only Eagles quarterback to throw, or only quarterback, I think, to throw Not a single 1,000-yard receiver, but have 4,000 yards and only 500-yard receivers.
0: Yeah, and one last stat to drop on you before we move on from this with the next question. Wentz has had a passer rating of 85 or higher in 41 of his 68 starts. So not all bad starts. Only Dak Prescott with 48, Wilson with 48, Dan Marino with 44, had more games with a rating of 85 in their first 68 career starts. You
2: also got to remember Wentz was either hurt, his team was hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, last year was atrocious to watch. I mean, even with those terrible games. Yeah, it was painful. Even with those terrible experiences, he still did that. Yeah, and it wasn't like just a wince thing. It just it looked like when the tight ends were running routes
1: and the receivers were going deep, that there was no connection whatsoever between all of them. So I
2: think it was more of a team thing than yeah. anything. Yeah, But it's, it's not fair to judge him off of one season. And I'm going to preach it again, Travis Fulgham. You don't just be a top-four receiver for a month <laughs> for no reason. Right. It's something to do with the team and the play calling. Yeah, I mean That's the, your guy for sure.
1: The team was all over the place. the the they, they signed a big deal with Carson Wentz, and then there was whoever the coach or the GM didn't want Carson Wentz, so they got another quarterback, and then it was all over the place ever since then.
0: Yeah, let's not discount that the NFL is still very much a coaching league. Coaches matter, and he lost his you know offensive coordinator and Frank Reich, and they're being reunited. So I mean, he knows the
1: system. Yeah, just to add on to that, the one thing that the Eagles haven't had is consistency. Their running backs have been through committee. They've had not consistent running games. They've been in injuries. Right. The offensive line been hurt all across the lo- or all across the board. Sure. And when he goes to the Colts, he has, like you said, Frank Reich, he has a consistent running game. So if Taylor gets hurt, there's Mack. Your if main Mack crush. gets hurt, there's Hines. And the offensive line has been one of the best in football for the last three years. Yeah.
2: I just want to say that sports fans, sports writers, reporters, whatever, they all have – I don't know what it is, if they're just doing it for clicks, but they're acting like Wentz is the worst dude ever, and when he's magically not terrible next year, they're mm-hmm. going to be like, who would have thought? And now they're saying golf's better than Stafford in situation with their trade. <laughs> like, Stafford yes. might be an upside QB, two for fantasy, but look at him two years ago. He was a top-ten quarterback. Right. Last year, he had a bad year, and he was playing hurt, and his team was hurt. Well, Matty stats Matthew Stafford has always had
0: subpar talent, you know, big boom guys that bust, and never had a real chance with the team, with his coach, but he's put up stats. That's yeah, I'm, I'm just saying it's stats. funny
2: how reporters and all these things, they just immediately forget the players were good because they had one bad year. Right. Yeah. That
1: happened to Stefan Diggs a couple of years ago where people were dropping him in fantasy, trading him for nothing. This guy right here. I just, drive, just, yeah. I was just because, on the Adam
0: Thielen train because I thought he was a bum.
1: Yeah, just because the last couple of games that he had that year, and then this year, obviously, he was one of the top two receivers in the NFL. Right. So just something else I want to add on earlier is Carson Wentz, His defense now is not going to be letting everyone walk through the end zone. The defense was one of the best last year. They have Xavier Rhodes. They have a bunch of young players. And the defense has been very stout the last couple of years, unlike the Eagles.
0: Yeah, there's definitely consistency from top to bottom with the organization. Good luck, Carson. We are rooting for you. All right, talking about players that didn't have a benchmark season last year, the question is, Ezekiel Elliott will be a top five running back in
2: 2021. Buy or sell? I'm buying. I'm a little biased, but I'll tell you why. All right, tell me why. Because when you write out the top five running backs, you can go CMC, Barkley, Cook, Henry. You could put Taylor in there or Zeke. I think you can interchange any one of those five and put Zeke or Taylor in there. But I think Zeke will be number four this year. That's my my hot okay. take. I think last year you look at him, he didn't play terrible. He still ended up being a top ten running well, back.
0: Well, statistically, worst season in twenty twenty. He had nine hundred seventy nine yards and only six touchdowns. So statistically his worst season. Yeah, his yet. worst season. I'm yeah. saying
2: he didn't have a bad season overall as a player. Right. I'm saying he had he had a lot of fumbles. I mean the whole team look at look at Dallas play last year. It's miserable. Yeah. We they, lost Dak yeah. and our entire team deflated. Offensive line was a revolving door. Defense was soft as putty. I mean, there's nothing, other than our wide receivers, there's nothing to write home and about. And like, like I was saying about Carson Wentz, people are going to act like Ezekiel Elliott's now all of Trash. a sudden washed up garbage because yeah. he had a bad year. I think when you lose your starting quarterback, especially when you have a new coach, a new scheme, new everything, Yep. I think it's just a terrible concoction of what was going on in Zeke's head. And I think, why would you want to play when you're already playing terrible?
0: Yeah, and I've even said, you know, Zeke's gotten paid, and maybe he's he's getting lazy. I don't know. Uh in his first year he you know, he led the league in rushing and he followed up with a second rushing title in twenty eighteen. He had sixteen hundred yards his first year over fourteen hundred second year. Uh Zeke in twenty nineteen rushed for thirteen hundred and fifty seven yards. That was fourth. That was fourth. Also had a bunch of touchdowns to go with that. So this is really the first year, last year, that he hasn't looked like Ezekiel
2: Elliott that we thought he was. So yeah and i think when you look at the situation you just got to keep that in account just like with Carson Wentz and Stafford and all these other players it's not all their fault i think what
0: for me what will tell me how zeke is coming in is is the fumble game because it was shocking to me to watch him give it up that much and i don't think that's characteristic of him and i think if he comes in and protects the football that shows me he has the mindset to play hard and to play good and and not take you know not make those type of mistakes Josh Ezekiel, would be a top five running back in the NFL in 2021 buy or sell.
1: I'm going to buy. The, um, many of the top five running backs have a couple of new offensive coordinators, maybe new offenses, including Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. as the Titans, Titans OC is now the Falcons head coach, right. Arthur Smith. And um, like we said for Carson Wentz, I think consistency is key. Yep. And he's getting, he's getting back his quarterback. He's getting back his offensive line, which has famously been hurt the last yep. couple of seasons especially the tackle position, and as uh, well as his tight end, and his, he has his rookie receiver playing better, CeeDee Lamb, in his second season. So everything's melding together for that offense. There's an argument for them to be the number one offense in all of the NFL. They were certainly in that conversation when Dak was healthy last season. So when you combine what he was doing early last season, putting almost 20 points per game in fantasy, which would have put him in the top three at the RB position last season, right? Uh, I think the offense is just as good, if not better. So I think everything coming together for him and that offense is going to put him as a top five running back again.
0: So we're saying top five, is this equating to just top five statistically? or Are we talking fantasy? What does it look from a fantasy perspective?
2: Fantasy is always a little more sketchy because you'll have your random Antonio Gibsons or David Montgomery's who aren't necessarily as talented as these top five guys, but they're going to put up numbers in their situations and their game schedule. And it all depends. I mean, fantasy is a little bit different. That's why that's why we play it. It's a different game, essentially. Than reality. Yeah, and look at David Montgomery. I mean, last year, his schedule lightened up towards the end of the year. He started getting every carry. It could also help that Tariq Cohen was hurt that year. They didn't really have a strong quarterback. They needed to rely on him, and he carried the load for them. That's why he ended up top five.
1: Yeah, and to add on that, I think this season we'll see a lot better plays from the running backs. Okay. Last season we had a ton of passing plays, empty stadiums, quarterbacks or defenses could hear what the other quarterbacks were saying. The plays are be written up. Everything like that. So the passing season was amazing, and the running game was not so great last season, whatever you take it that it was, whether it be the fans or whatever. Sure, for
0: whatever reason. It yeah, was. A lot of
2: injuries, too. Look at so, McCaffrey, Barkley going down.
1: Yeah, and just to add on to that, I think we'll get back more. We'll get more towards the running game like we have in okay. past seasons. So I think that adds on to Ezekiel Elliott's value. Right. While there's not as much passing, there'll probably be a lot more running. Like m- defenses will respect the running game more.
2: Yeah, and I think don't be the guy that lets Ezekiel Elliott slip to the 10th pick in your fantasy draft because he he has no business being down there. He should be a top seven at the latest.
0: I think proof to what Josh said about the running game and how it's going to look in 2021, is you take a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers who, like any successful team, believes that you have to have a balanced running game to have a balanced passing game. And if you watch Big Ben, look, he's done this a long time. He wasn't running out of gas or any of those things. It's just when they're only covering you in nickels and dimes and they know you're going to throw the ball downfield you don't have any options. And Najee Harris, a rookie running back, is going to change that for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year, I guarantee it, because he's already a good enough runner that when he takes that pressure off Ben, now suddenly you have to guard the whole field, and teams are going to have a harder time with Pittsburgh because of a single change at running back. So that's the impact that a running back can have and a healthy running back to boot.
1: Yeah, I mean, just to add on to it at the end here is uh, I believe the Cowboys have one of the easiest schedules in the entirety of the league, so... Something yeah. else to add there for him to do better this season. So Zeke should be eating.
0: All right, final question, guys, of the night. Let's see here. The Buccaneers will repeat as Super Bowl champions in 2021, buy or sell?
1: I'm going to sell. I think okay. simply simply put, it's just hard enough for anyone to repeat. Well, it's Tom yeah. Brady and the the loaded roster and everything. I think it's just I w- it's hard to say who's going to be the champion right now, Okay, but I, I'm just going to say no.
2: Caleb, I'm buying. Buy yourself. Okay. I'm buying. Buy and I think buy and. I will be leaning more towards sell if we knew more about Aaron Rodgers. But when you look at the NFC, it's how it was five years ago for the AFC. How light it was for the AFC back sure. then. It's flipped. I think, in my opinion, AFC is loaded. The NFC you have to go through Green Bay. Okay, that's a question mark right now. You have to go through Dallas. Big which, question mark. Yep. You got to go through the Rams. Yeah, Seattle, starts. they tend to choke in the second half of the season. Yep. The 49ers, we don't even know Trey Lance, that situation. That's a whole different question. New Orleans, Jameis Winston. Eh. Yeah, yeah, no. Atlanta, no. Carolina. I mean, look at all the teams there, the Washington football team. Right, so you're I, saying the softer think, path for them. Yeah, the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC still. I think yep. it's if – if a team will repeat, it'll be this year. It's them.
0: All right, so Josh, counter this. So on the AFC side, obviously the perennial favorites is going to be Kansas City. Who are the teams behind Kansas City that could potentially make a run at the Super Bowl this
1: year as well? I'm going to have to go with the Colts yep. and basically majority of the AFC North, yeah. as well as the <laughs> Buffalo the Bills. Buffalo Bills are up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami's right behind them, and um, it depends what Justin Herbert does, but they're they're the closest in the AFC West.
0: Yeah. Now, I agree. Do you think the teams that you listed, which of those teams has the best chance to beat this Tampa Bay team?
1: Best case? I, I would say the Colts. They're the most balanced. They're similar to the Buccaneers in terms of balance. Mm-hmm. While there's pieces that are better on the Bucks and pieces that are better on the Colts, they're the most balanced teams in the league, I think.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I'm, I, I don't know how to feel about the Chiefs
2: because uh, the last time we saw them play, the Bucks just put it on them. I think. Yeah, this is going to be very hot takeish to say. I think okay. that the Chiefs in the AFC, out of the top five teams in the AFC, is the easiest people for the Bucks to beat.
0: I think so too. I think th- I think they dismantled them last year. And, I mean, I know there's some factors. There's some injuries. And, you know, the coach, his head wasn't in at all. I get all that. There's human factors to this. But on paper, if I see Buccaneers-Chiefs part two,
2: I'm going Bucks all day Yeah, because when you look at Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Colts, they all have heavy defenses. They all have good O-lines. I mean, no offense to the Chiefs that game. They didn't have an O-line that game, and they're, they've never really had a strong front seven to push right. up on Brady like that. I think if they're playing Buffalo or Cleveland even or Pittsburgh – I think it's a whole different story, but he's going to see a lot more pressure.
0: Yeah, the real to, to me, the real challenge in the league next year is going to be watching, as Josh said, that, that AFC race to see who's going to be AFC title winner. Because there's, I mean, like he said, that whole division, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, uh, Cleveland, I mean, even the Bengals are much improved. I wouldn't say they're as good as the other three. That's a dogfight. And I don't know the path for KC. I don't expect the Raiders to be a dominant team next year. I think the biggest problem for KC is Justin Herbert. Yeah, I I I'll go on record and say I love that kid and I think he's going to have an even better year next year. I just like what I see and I think they're surrounding him with the right people. So, yeah, I think that's the only problem for them. But the the, the real fight is you know isn't was with the Pittsburgh and, and that division.
1: Yeah, I mean whoever just won the Super Bowl that year usually is the favorite for a majority of the off season if their team doesn't change drastically, which their team didn't change at all. Didn't change at all. At all. Which I said. Just got better.
0: I said, man, if they can get this team
2: back on the field, they'll win it again. I said it that night. I mean, I, you know. that's like my first point. I mean, they, Green Bay, they already smoked them at home. Like, Tom Brady marched in Lambeau and beat them up. Yeah. I mean, Dallas, I'm a Dallas fan. I don't think they're going to be that good. Yeah, I don't the know Rams, that. Washington football team, Seattle, 49ers, New Orleans. I mean, there's no yeah. real challenge for Tom Brady right now.
0: Well, here's a, here's a bonus buy or sell, and then we're going to close out. You guys ready for this one? Yep. Tom Brady walks into Gillette Stadium this year and beats Bill Belichick, making him, what, the third or fourth quarterback to beat all 32 teams. Buy or sell?
1: Buy. Yeah, I'm buying.
2: Is that an easy buy? Tom, Tom Brady can't not break records. It's a team sport, <laughs> and he's going to break the record. Well, I think if you have Cam Newton playing the way he did last year, he's going to get smoked. If you have Mac Jones, and that's his first three or four he's games— sharp, He's gonna get smoked. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> and he's sharp. He's gonna get smoked. I think so. He's a rookie. I mean, unless he's Tom Brady reincarnated. I, I mean, yeah. I see him. I just see Tom Brady marching in there and. I asked the question.
0: It's, it's not. A, I know on paper you're, you know everyone's thinking. Listen to this. What do you mean That's Super Bowl champions versus the the beat up New England Patriots? But well, hold on, it's Bill Belichick. You never sleep on on
2: Belichick. He's he's the goat coach, as we would say. But you can counter that with Brady. Okay. And he knows how he coaches. He knows how he plays. They can...
0: Home field advantage is always a big deal. A lot of, as you guys said, a lot of his team held out and they're upgraded this year. They're a better football team. They lost some games last year because Cam Newton couldn't close they're some deals. They're still middle of the pack. I'm not making the case. I think Tom Brady wins too, I buy. But I'm just saying, you're talking about you know, two great wills and great legends of the game. Does the coach out coach and win, or does the goat out goat and win? That's that's really what the question. Yeah,
2: is. I think that just the Bucks are a way better team than New England,
0: and that's that's the tipping point.
2: I mean, I think. what do
1: you think the odds would be when that time comes? What do you think it's going to be? I'm curious what the Vegas odds are right I now. I think the Bucks are going to be clear favorites. Yeah. I, th- I think it'll be a little bit lower just because of the excitement and the hype and Bill Belichick and the, however you want to counter that. Yeah, I just I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be. It might be like a Seahawks-Patriots game last year where it's very close, high scoring,
2: yep. points all over the board. But I just I just don't think the Buccaneers are going to lose it's that game. It's also too early to call and bet because if O-Lyman goes down, no, or if Brady goes down, or Mike Evans, or a defensive starter, Always it's the case. completely washed.
0: But one thing's for sure, it'll be a highly, highly anticipated and watched game. So it'll, it'll
2: be the most watched game in the past decade other than the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'll call it right now.
0: All right, well, with that said, once again, we appreciate you guys tuning in and, and giving us a listen. Um, we're going to do a little bit more of this buy and sell. Don't forget, we have a long period of time before the season starts going. So make sure that you go online, check us out on Instagram. Just go to Guys Without Helmets on Instagram. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, make sure and tell your friends about it. We would appreciate that also. Make sure and tune in next week and check us out once again on Guys Without Helmets.